welcome to No Compromise Radio Ministry. My in-studio guest is looking at that board now with that cool new intro. So what do you think of that, Roddick? Very cool. Very cool. Very nice. Uh Good to be back. (laughs) (laughs) A little different than the English beat. My name is Mike Abendroth. You're listening to No Compromise Radio Ministry. And I have a friend who's back on No Compromise Radio. I haven't been to see him recently, but he comes to see me once in a while. Roddick is here, and I am going to try to pronounce his last name. I always think it's funny when people mispronounce my last name, but here, uh, Kolarzik. No, Kolarzik. 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 You did great. Oh, no. Nine out of I ten. hate it. I, I'm starting to sweat already. <laughs> Roddick, how did we meet? I, th- I think the first time we met was uh, back in EBTC in Germany. I think I think you were my professor for preaching in a, in a, in a seminary. Do you remember what I called the little pulpit that I gave you men to preach from in our little class? I don't, but I remember that uh, you made us preach over a freshly, freshly made uh, grave. <laughs> I told Christian there, I need a ride for all the students. We need to go to the cemetery to preach to the tombs. So you, what you can't see, Roddick, is just to my left across that highway, there's a Catholic cemetery there, a small one. And so I take the men in the preaching classes here over there to preach to the dead men's bones. We were scared to death when you did that. But honestly, it was like really, really good experience. And whenever whenever we walk around uh, cemeteries back in the Czech, I tell people about that experience. And Well, you know what, Roddick? One of the things about it is it's a good visual picture yep. for even preaching to believers. Unless the Spirit of God is working, nothing's going to happen. Yep. Right? So we're dependent upon the Spirit of God. It was Spurgeon who said, uh, I, I, I say many times on the way up to the pulpit, this is Spurgeon talking, I believe in the Holy Ghost. Yes. I believe in the Holy Ghost. I believe in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. How do you say Holy Spirit in Czech? Duch Svati. Duch Svati. Duch Svati. Okay. And actually, that's probably another thing I learned from you in the preaching class, because uh, at our church, we have four or five steps when, when you go to the pulpit. And I think ever since the preaching class with you, uh, that's what I try to remember. You know, I'm dependent on the Holy Ghost. So I, I learned one or two things from you. I am so happy. That's why we have you back on the show. And do you remember what uh, Spurgeon said as he descended the pulpit stairs? One of the stories? Well, you know, it was a good sermon. So somebody praised his sermon, right? And and he's like, yeah, the, the Satan just told me the same thing. The exact or same thing. Yeah, yeah. So good. It's fun to talk about Baptists, isn't it? You still a Baptist? Yes, sir. I know your theology <laughs> matures, as all of ours should, but I, I just check in to see if you're still a Baptist. Yes, sir. We okay. still baptize, you know, uh, not not babies, but uh, when, when, when you confess Jesus Christ as the Lord. So, Roddick, speaking of which, tell our listeners a little bit about where you baptize folks, because the building you're in has no baptismal font, right? Yes, yeah. So, uh, you know, in our town, we, we did a church plant. Uh, some 15 years ago, and, and we are renting an old uh, disco hall. So uh, I'll just say that one more time. He, he, even with his Czech accent, I can I understand what he's saying. An old disco hall, disco hall or Does dance it, hall, or yeah, that's it. Does it have a disco ball up there still? For the first two Sundays, it did, and then my wife made me to take it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we, it, it was there for first Sunday maybe, and then we realized it's uh, it needs to come down. That is classic. What did it smell like when you first went in there? It smelled awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it was it's normal place where people would come and dance and and with a bar and everything. But in our town, uh, we needed a place because because our church was growing and this this was the only place we were able to rent. And uh, it didn't have any bat, bat, baptistry. 
So, uh, uh, you know, if you, if you walk for 10 minutes away from our church, there is a pond. So uh, usually we baptize people in the pond unless they are sick or, uh, or it's like middle of the winter and they have some serious like health issues. Then we have like a large bucket kind of a thing that we bring inside of our church. So I remember you taking me to the building where the church meets. And then I also remember you uh, taking me on a walk to go see that spot yes. where you would baptize yeah. people. If it's in the middle of the winter and there's ice on the little pond lake area and people are in good health, what do you do? Yes. Well, <laughs> we try to convince them that we should wait for the baptism. <laughs> no. No. So, you know what? Once we had a, we had a dear, dear sister and she was from a non-believing family, and she was looking forward to be baptized for so long. And her parents, you know, they, they told her, like, you know, if you get baptized, you, you literally can pack your bags, pack your bags, and, you know, like, you have nothing to do with us. So uh, back then she decided that, you know, she will honor them, and she'll wait until she's 18. And when she turned 18, it was, it was, it was in the winter, right? And she's like, oh, I, need to, I, need to get, I need to get baptized. And I was like, well, there is ice in the water. You know, and she's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, well, why don't you go and, and try the water, hoping that she will change her mind. <laughs> and she went, tried the water. She came back next week and she's like, I need to get baptized. You know, and this is, I don't know, this is maybe like 15 years ago. So, so you know, and, and it was it was so, so encouraging to see somebody that was looking forward to, to get baptized for, for so long. Finally, they can, you know, I honored my parents. I waited until I'm 18, which is the legal age, you know, in a, in a, in a check. And, you know, I, I don't care if the water is cold. I don't care if there is ice. So uh, we did a baptism, I think, in like two weeks later. So there was no ice anymore, but uh, the, the water was still, still like yeah. still wow. pretty cold. Yeah. Speaking of the church, can you translate the name of the church into English? What's it called? Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, uh, Christians of Kuzim. So Kuzim, that's the name of our town. And Křesťané Kuzim, Christians of Kuzim or, you know. And how far are you from Prague? We are two hours from Prague. Prague is the capital city. Uh, so we are two hours, you know, you hop on a highway. Uh, but we are right next to the second largest city in the Czech, which is, which is Brno. So, uh, you know, we are like a suburbs of Brno kind of a thing. But uh, when we came there 20 years ago, there was no Bible teaching church there. 10,000 people. Now it's probably 12,000 people. Uh, it's, it's, it's growing. No, no Bible teaching church back then. And, and by God's grace, there's a church there now. And we praise God for that. Amen. Roddick, if I walked into a church service there, what, what would I hear? What would I see? What would I not see? In other words, what, what's your church known for, if you had to say, this, yeah. is what, this is what we do at this church? So, by, by God's grace, I, I, I hope and it seems that we are known for, you know, pre- preaching the Bible, preaching the Word, uh, going, going through the books of the Bible, verse by verse. And, and, and just trying to depend on the power of, power of God's word, you know. So, uh, so we, we actually, you know, like often we have people come into our church and, you know, they're in their own church. And, and, and often they come and they say, you know what, we are sick and tired of being hungry every single Sunday. You know, they go to church and they don't hear the preaching of the word. They hear stories, they hear psychology, they hear all these kind of things. And because they are hungry, they, they go online, they find our sermons, and, and they come, and, and they are thankful and, and grow. And it's, 
Sounds like that happens all around the world, doesn't it? Yeah, in America yeah. and the Czech. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, it, you know, that's like that's what you guys taught us. You know, like I don't know, like 15 years ago or whenever we were in a seminary, like the lessons that I learned from you and, and other faithful men were, you depend on the word. You know, it's it's the word that does the work. It's it's the word that you know divides the uh, you know the heart and the thoughts of the heart and. And and it's it's God's word, you know. You, you don't have to defend it. You just need to preach it. You need to be faithful, and 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 that's the truth. You know, it's like it's so encouraging because you just open up the Bible, you read a passage, you explain the passage, you help the people to apply the passage, you try to make Jesus great. I mean, He's great, but like you know, like a mm-hmm. focus on Christ, and 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 people are growing by God's grace. What if you had to? do all the work yourself. <laughs> I mean, what kind of job would that be? I mean, all the different people and background and problems. And if the Lord didn't do the work, I mean, no, it's, 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 it's crazy. We'd like, be balder than we are. I'm sorry. We would be more bald than we are. Oh my if goodness. If we had to do it on our own. Oh my goodness. No, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's the same here at church. church like you look, you look back and, and you see, you know, it's, it's God giving you the strength. It's God's working and God works in the people through his word. So, yeah. Amen. Roddick, you're by a big town uh, without, let's see, there's, I guess there is a vowel in there. B-R-N-O, right? Yes. There's an O. Yeah. yeah. Good job. What's it mean? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Where'd you learn your English? You speak well. Oh, thank, well, thank you. But uh, so, so I, I grew up in Prague. I grew up in the capital and in our church, we often had missionaries. Uh, so, you know, I, I just took them through Prague and you pick up the language. I, I studied English in, in, in my school, and then I fell in love with, with American. And, and once you fell in love with a American girl, you have all the motivation to learn English as good, I mean, as fast as possible, you know. So that, that was the deal breaker for me. So you drove here this morning to Massachusetts from Maine. From and Maine. so Laura's family's from Maine, right? Yes, yeah, right? yeah. she's from Maine. Where'd you I, meet her? I met her in a Czech. So in a Czech, 20 years ago, they started this Christian camp, and uh, uh, and they needed English teachers to come over to Czech, teach the students English. So Laura and a bunch of other students came over, and then they needed uh, Czech Christians to do like the you know be be the counselors for the students. And she came over. I came there and. And uh, what question did you tell her or did you ask her when you needed counseling? Did you, you ask her for counseling? <laughs> How Fine. do I meet an American girl? <laughs> Give me good counsel. <laughs> now, you brought me some things from the Czech Republic, but let's only mention one. The hazelnuts? <laughs> yeah, no, we maybe can talk about that later. Uh, you brought me over something, some soda that's the equivalent of something that's from Maine. And yes. some people that listen that aren't local, won't get this. But tell me what you brought me. So I brought you the Czech version of Moxie, which is Kofola. So uh, when, when I first came to Maine, I don't know, 20 years ago, I, I, I learned that there is something called Moxie, and you either love it or hate it. And uh, I'm the guy who... It's, it's not my favorite. <laughs> it's you know, they even favorite. have diet moxie now, but I'm going to try this Czech version. <laughs> yeah, it's you, got some weird chemical in it. I can't remember what. No, I just no, no. It, it, it just has a bunch of herbs. So there, 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 I think there's like 15 herbs in it. So it's like a Coke loaded with herbs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hopefully you're not allergic to any of them. Uh-huh. I would have to try to kill you again. But you, you want to drink it with, uh, you, you want to drink it chilled. You want to drink it with ice. They, they say it kills the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> or if you just guzzle it down. No, I, 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 so you'll either like it or you'll hate it. So it's Kofola. Yeah. Tell me about your family. Uh, your son is here, but tell me about your other children. Yeah, so, uh, you know, been married by God's grace for 20 years. And and God blessed us with uh, with nine children. Uh, Say six, that one more time. God blessed us with nine children. Okay, I want to get sure. <laughs> How, do you have to rent two cars when you go no, places? No, no, no. So, uh, you know, uh, I always say that uh, six of those children, uh, God, God uh, allowed us to, to rejoice with them right here, right now. And uh, between between number five and number six, we have three that uh, we are going to rejoice one day, uh, you know, at the oh. Lord. So, so we still fit in one car, but uh, <laughs> we cannot push it, uh, you know. <laughs> if, if I'll go any further, then uh, I'll probably need to get a bus or something. Well, when I was in Germany and in Europe with four children, people looked at us like we oh, were Mormons or something. Yes. Here, Moxie, according to Wikipedia, is carbonated beverage. That was one of the first mass-produced soft drinks in the United States. It was created in 1876 as a medicine called Moxie <laughs> Nerve Food and was produced in Lowell, Massachusetts. Similar to root beer with a bitter aftertaste, it is flavored with a gentian root extract <laughs> commonly used in herbal medicine. It's nowhere close to root beer at all. <laughs> 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 it's a lie. Don't believe Wikipedia. <laughs> so today we have Roddick on No Compromise Radio Ministries show, and I'd like to next dive in, Roddick, to some of the past of the Czech Republic. You said you went to Prague or grew up there, and you take people there. Tell us about Bethlehem Chapel, who was the pastor, and why he was so important. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you, you, you go back to Luther, right? Like, when you talk about Reformation, everybody knows about Luther, everybody knows about Calvin and, and Wycliffe. And uh, before them, probably 100 years before Luther, there was a, this guy called Jan Hus, John Hus. And uh, he lived in Prague. He was a Roman Catholic priest. And he he laid his hands on... Uh, Wycliffe's teaching. So there, there was a university in Prague and a university, uh, you know, where Wycliffe, Wycliffe worked. Was he Oxford, maybe? Uh, I tried to avoid those names because I wasn't really sure. So okay, I tried to just... look smart without... <laughs> 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 but what I know is, uh, you know, that there were students who went there uh, and, 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 and they discovered Wycliffe. They brought his writings back. And and Haas, uh, working at a university, being being a Roman Catholic priest, you know, he, he started reading him. And I would I would love to say that he was like fully reformed and, and all of that. He he wasn't, right? Like he was he was hundred years before Luther. But uh God used him to even like uh uh Basically, Luther said that we are all Hussites. We are all followers of Hus. You know, so so God used Hus in in the life of Luther, and and God used Luther to to uh, reform his church, and and he preached in Prague. And uh, one thing that was super special about him was that uh, he preached in Czech. So back then, everybody preached in Latin, which means that people had no idea what's being preached. Right? It's just a ceremony. Nobody knows what's going on. But uh, but uh, Haas wanted the people to understand the word of God, so he preached in Czech. He got in a lot of trouble because of because of that with the Roman Catholic Church, and they ended up burning him at a stake uh, in a in a Constance. So he he died he died for his faith. He died for 
I would say preaching the gospel, you know, the, in, in, in the best way uh, he, he understood it with the resources he had. And, and, and for me, he's a, he's a hero of faith, you know. Amen. I think, and I could be wrong, but when I'm in the town square in yeah. Prague, mm-hmm. they've got a special clock that everybody mm-hmm. looks mm-hmm. at and everything. And I think on the ground... There are some crosses, yes. 14 crosses or something. 27. 27. And what do those represent? Okay, so, so they, represent, uh, they represent 27 Czech leaders who were beheaded there, right there on the square in, in, in a spot where the crosses are in a, on, a, on a sidewalk. And the reason why they were beheaded was because they were Protestants. So it was, it was in a time when the Roman Catholics took over. They, they took over back of, 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 of Bohemia or, or Czech. And people had, you know, two choices. You either convert back to Catholicism or you leave the country. And and some people left, you know, persecution. So, so people are leaving, some people stayed. And, uh, and those 27 uh, lords were beheaded. One of them was Roman Catholic, uh, so 26 plus one. And the reason for the one Roman Catholic is that uh, the Roman Catholics, right, if, if you're a Roman Catholic, and you behead 27 Protestants, you are doing it because they are Protestants, right? So, But if you throw in one Roman Catholic, then nobody can accuse you of being anti-Protestant. So, so that's, 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 that's the story behind those crosses. And those, those, those guys laid their life for what they believed and for not converting to the false gospel of Rome. <clears throat> it's a great word. It's a, it's a sad word picture in my mind, Roddick. When I see all the people in Prague... Nothing wrong with shopping and seeing tourist sites yep. and buying things, but they just walk over those crosses like they're Oh my nothing. goodness! No, it's, 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 that's that's one super sad thing. You know, Czech Republic has a so much of a history. Like when it comes to Christianity, and proclaiming the gospel, and you're talking about Hus and and people who followed Hus. They, they they try to follow Christ, you know, but you know they 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 followed Hus and and. Uh, and uh, you know, has inspired Luther, and and Luther carried the torch and stuff like that. And and people walk on those crosses, have no idea. They they and on the same square, you you remember there is this huge statue of John Haas. It's, I mean, it's monumental. And on the bottom, it says the same thing that it's on the cup that I just gave you. You know, like uh, the the slogan, the motto that Haas had. You know, hold the truth, preach the truth, love the truth, uh, because the truth will save you from. Uh, from sin and from Satan and from eternal punishment, and obviously, what he meant by that is the truth is Christ, right? Like you, you preach Christ, you, you love Christ, you follow Christ, and 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 it's right there, and people can read it, and people can see it, and and in their deadness, you know, because because they are dead in their sins, they can care less about it. Well, compared to America, where we take down statues of somebody that's not perfect. <laughs> Right, that's the craziest thing. We, let's take down the Robert E. Lee statue. Was he a perfect man? No, but you have statues because he did some admirable yeah. things. Yeah. Similarly, I don't want Martin Luther King Jr. statues taken down, even though he was a serial adulterer and denied some tenets of the faith. Yeah. He's up there because he was instrumental in civil rights stuff. Yeah. And so, tell me about the 27 martyrs. Were they after Jan Hus or before? They were after. They were after. Okay. And then if you go to Bethlehem Chapel now, do people meet there or is it just a, a tourist site, an ancient place? You or? know what? I, I wish people would uh, take it as a tourist site. So uh, 
So right now it's owned by the Czech University, uh, I mean Prague University. So the university where Hus worked, uh, you know, centuries ago, they owned uh, they owned the Bethlehem Chapel. So it's used for like a ceremonies, you know, when you have like a graduation or something like that. It, it would happen there, and it, it's just so sad because in Prague there is this huge cathedral right on a hill. And it has the stained glass. It has like the the tall ceilings and and all the fancy schmancy golden statues and and pictures in it. And you get tens of thousands of people there every single day, right? Because you know that's that's the that's the that's beautiful beautiful yeah, thing yeah. to see. And then you come to Bethlehem Chapel, which is which is just white walls, maybe with like some some lyrics to a, to a songs or something like that. And there is nobody there. You know, it's like it's like even the contrast between. Uh, between like what interests people you know the, the people go to these big churches for the architecture and for the pictures but for me it's like i always love to take people like you and others to the bethlehem chapel it's super plain because the focus was on preaching the focus was on bible the, the focus was on, on 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 christ so you didn't need all these like fancy schmancy crazy things around and uh, and it's just so sad and you know another thing that is said is like when Hus preached there you would have like 3,000 4,000 people meeting there so they didn't even have chairs in the Bethlehem Chapel people were standing it was packed people were outside of the Bethlehem Chapel because they couldn't get in just hungry for the word of God and he would preach a couple times a week and uh, the, the, the princess or, or the queen of Prague or whatever her title was you know she would be coming there and she loved us uh, she, she loved the preaching in the Czech you know so so she would come there and she would be she would be his uh, uh, supporter and um, and and, and and hopefully, you know, like the good thing is that even throughout the centuries, right now, they say the Czech Republic is one of the most atheistic countries in the world. Like they say that like less than 1% is like evangelical. So we have 10 million people, less than 1% one per, one is born again evangelical people. But uh, but we are we are hoping and praying that, that God will bring another reformation, you know, like people are hungry for the word of God again. People are not satisfied with mimics and... You know, like crazy things that are going on in the, in the churches these days. They they are they are hungry for the word of God, and and you know if, if pastors are faithful in preaching it, then then God is God is blessing that, and that's a it's a good thing. Hey Amen. I am thankful for that title even of Bethlehem Chapel because I pastor a church called Bethlehem Bible Church, and I never really liked Bethlehem. You know, <laughs> it's about Jesus, baby, infant. I mean, it means house of bread, so you get fed here. Yes. I think of that, but <clears throat> I'm mainly thankful because of Bethlehem Chapel, because I think, okay, great. What's Hus mean in, in Czech? Goose. Yeah. <laughs> What's the story behind that? Well, the, the story behind it is that, uh, well, it's a story. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it happened, but, uh, you know, when they were when they were supposed, when they were ready to kill Hus, uh it's it's being said that he said something like, well, you know, like you can kill this goose, you can you can burn this, this, you know, goose. Is, is it a mm-hmm. sorry about my accent? <laughs> but uh, but they are gonna be like a uh, you know like other geeses coming after me. And the interesting thing is that uh, on on some pictures, so you know, if you look at the portraits of Martin Luther, sometimes behind him there is a picture of a of a real goose. And that that should be like a connection to to us. So, and they were going to cook his goose, right? They were going to cook the yeah, goose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the funeral pyre. Well, Roddick, I'm super glad you're here today. Driving down from Maine, and you said your son needs some driving hours uh, yes. at, at night. 
Yeah. Is that for America or is that for the Czech? No, that's for you guys. So, so uh, in, in the Czech, you can start driving when you're 18. But here, you can get your permit. Uh, yeah, when you learner's have, permit. A learner's permit when you're 15. So so he, he's 15 and he did all his whatever he needed to do, all his classes and stuff. And uh, and he started driving and uh, and um, I'm just uh, almost crying, weeping because like like your your daughter, I mean your son just got married. Your daughter got married two years ago, and I just realized the other day like my son is 15. I might be a grandfather in like four years, and I had a nervous breakdown. I was like, ah, I'm getting old. <laughs> well, Ronick, everyone says. You know, older people, oh, time goes by fast, spend time with your children, you know, you wake up and they're gone. And and I realized when I was younger, that was a true fact, right? But then experientially when it happens, and then they're out of the house, and then my wife and I are the only ones home. And, you know, one of the signs of us having an empty nest is we don't buy loaves of bread anymore. We buy like the quarter (laughs) loaf. (laughs) Like yep. oh, we don't. You don't have to buy a dozen eggs. You just buy just a couple. <laughs> just <two. laughs> well, Roddick, uh, we'll talk about this next show. But winding down here, episode one. If someone wants uh, a church wants to support you, or somebody individually wants to support you, and they say, "I'm so happy that in the middle of the Czech Republic, there's a Bible teaching, Christ centered church." And we'll talk next episode about your needs for a building because you'd like to get out of the disco, right? Yes, It's going to cost a million dollars to get out of the disco. Not to get out, but to build something. Yeah, yeah. If people want to send money or they'd like to have a link or something like that to your church because they've got a friend that check, uh, speaks Czech, just email me, mike at nocompromiseradio.com, mike at nocompromiseradio.com, and ask me about how to get in touch with Roddick, and then I'll make sure I forward that information. Sounds good? Thank you. All Thank right. You. Well, it. we are uh, live, and I'm trying to figure out how to do the outro now on No Compromise Radio. You know, one of the things I have, Roddick, is I have things like this that I didn't have on the other ones. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! (laughs) You did not know I had those, did you? No! Okay. That's awesome. I think we we have other ones, too. Let's just... Do you have RC Sproul? What's wrong with you people? Uh, No, I have this, though. (laughs) (laughs) It was impossible because I'm supposed to push these buttons. Crazy. I'm going to stick with what I'm good at. This is Mike Avendraw with No Compromise Radio. Thankful to have Roddick on the show today. Have a good night. Thank you. 